Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, your host, Angelica. Thanks for tuning in again on another episode on a little bit of everything with me. Today, my guest is a former pro athlete, speaker, author, and now a chiropractor. Welcome to the show, Dr. John DeWitt. How are you doing today? I am phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me. I hope uh, I can share some helpful information. I am so excited. And before we get into it, I always love to ask my guests, which state? are you from? I am from Arkansas. Wow. So this is this is the amazing thing about podcasting because we get to meet so many great people internationally, not just local or in the United States, all over the world. This is amazing. Thank you for being on the show again. Absolutely. It's, it's exciting to be on here and I love my uh, Canadian brothers and sisters since I uh, was up there in Montreal for a little bit. It's always nice to uh, revisit. <laughs> that's amazing and I, I i know we were talking before and how we have a little bit of history here in canada but tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into it all right i um like i said i'm from arkansas and i was kind of a, a skinny kid and didn't really know what i was going to do uh sports wise my dad was a big football fan so that kind of guaranteed that i was going to play football regardless so i played football <laughs> And um, didn't we won our state championship my senior year, which was kind of cool. And I didn't think I was ever going to play again, but then I actually got a uh, scholarship. I walked onto the football team at uh, Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. And after the first semester, I had really focused on getting that scholarship and bugged the coaches every single day. And they finally uh, said at the end of the season, all right, you're going to be on full scholarship. Um, and it was kind of kind of a cool story. I had the head coach write my parents a letter that said, um, you know, basically said, you know, John has earned a full scholarship and, and you must be very proud. I, I can't remember exactly what it said, but mm-hmm. I put that in an envelope and put that under the Christmas tree and, and didn't tell them until Christmas morning. And they opened that up and that pretty much ruined it for my sister the rest of the Christmas because my dad called all his friends to tell him. He just gotten the best Christmas present ever. Oh my god! <laughs> but uh, anyway, so then I played at Vanderbilt, and then I um, spent a little bit of time with the uh, 49ers, and then I went to the Houston Oilers, and back when they were in Houston, now they're in Nashville, ironically. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I played all around. I played up in Canada. I played over in Europe in uh, Scotland, where we won the World Bowl championship in 1996. Was it? Yep, I believe that's when it was. Mm-hmm. And um, then played arena football in um, L.A., Las Vegas, Nashville, Buffalo, where I also, once again, I had I had a chance to go up and visit uh, Niagara-on-the-Lakes up in Canada, which was beautiful. Uh-huh. And um, so after football, I, my sister's a pharmacist, and so I thought I was going to go to pharmacy school, and I went for about a year and just decided that, you know, I wanted to – actually instead of drugging the body and 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 just kind of i'd seen started to see really some negative uh, side effects of, of long-term medication use and mm-hmm. stuff so i said let's 
let's kind of see if there's a better approach. And each of the teams I played for had team chiropractors that would adjust us before games. And so uh, I would ask them, I'd say, so, you know, how, what does it take to be a chiropractor? And they said, oh, well, you know, you have to go to school and learn all this, a lot of anatomy and physiology and that kind of stuff and learn about herbs and all these different little holistic things. And thought that was pretty interesting. And so uh, signed up, did that. It was a three, it was a five-year program condensed into three and a half years. Um, Then then I was a chiropractor and it was very exciting. I got certified in a bunch of different uh, soft tissue techniques like active release therapy, ART. That's a big one that a lot of the um, athletes use. And then um, it was interesting because they always say, I, I'm always, a, I'm a big self-help guy. You have to work on yourself first and you can't, if you want to have something different in your life, you can't look for somebody outside to help that. You have to decide and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I was in chiropractic college, I went up and down the coast of California interviewing different chiropractors. I think I interviewed over a hundred different uh, docs and, you know, I wanted to ask them, you know, how did, how do you think I should do it? Or how did you do it? Mm-hmm. And I would like get all their peripheral, you know, business cards, brochures, everything. And so one of the docs that I uh, visited was Dr. John Bergman. And I sat in on one of his health talks about vaccines. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And I said, whoever ends up doing the marketing for this guy is going to be really successful because he's a very uh, charismatic type type speaker. Uh And years later, um, he decided he wanted an associate and we connected and I started working here. And now he um, had he had a YouTube channel that had couple thousand subscribers and now it's over 656,000 subscribers I think and like a year-long wait list and we see over 200 people a day and I mean it's just it's just crazy but we see so many interesting cases and that's what I really love but I don't don't mean to ramble so that's it that's what I'm doing now (laughs) (laughs) no but I love the fact that after you've you've finished your career in um in football, you went on to help people um, because now when you got into chiropractic, what was it? What was it that you liked about it? Besides, is there something personal connected to it or was it something that um, you just like, you know what, I, this is the best way to help someone because I've seen it in your career that like you said, there was in-house chiropractors, you know, to, to right. help things out. Um, was it just more than that or? Well, it was really interesting actually because I um got adjusted all the time once I started playing football professionally because of those chiropractors. And um, I didn't really think a lot of it until I started talking about nutritional things with the particular chiropractor mm-hmm. that was uh, suggesting that I take a cayenne pepper supplement because that helps to um, relax the arteries and cleans out the arteries, gives you better circulation, gets all your, your cardiovascular system working better. And I thought that was really interesting that he knew that. And so then I became a, a, I'm a sports nutrition specialist as well. And um, it's just, it was really interesting how that just kind of tied everything together. And I have always loved anatomy. I thought, you know, watching all these different shows on TV, Grey's Anatomy and whatnot, and, and just being able to actually work on an actual human being that had donated themselves to science to, for you to study them. It was just fascinating because we kind of have a basic idea of how we're all put together, but everybody's got a little, it's all a little bit different. People don't really talk about that. It's like, okay, well, 
this is where like the, these are the nerves that come out of the neck and they go down and they branch into the brachial plexus here that goes down into the arm and these are the four different branches or whatever but sometimes people have like an extra little branch going off and stuff like that it's like huh that, it's really kind of kind of fascinating i'm like i wonder if they had any interesting sensations or or anything like that i don't know it's just kind of kind of interesting yeah it's like when i went to personal training we did i did a course in canada which instead of you going um taking school for two years actually no sorry two um at a college program um i kind of did like where one of the biggest fitness clubs here in canada they provided their own uh studies of personal training but it was like a three-day course but when i did it i was just like how like you i feel like i was missing a lot more than me going to college so actually when i did my second part of personal training i actually did it in miami day college that's where i was like wow okay this is what i'm missing i feel like i'm comfortable because you know when you're in this field you need to be well aware of dealing with any type of person like even with arthritis people who have osteoporosis you know people with um with um other types of you know right. um, physical you know uh, problems and uh i felt like just doing a th weekend course i was like i'm not getting much of it i'm not getting the full potential of learning so me going to miami i was like first of all i loved it um <laughs> it's like my second home i think every canadian says that they have they have their second home there and um i was just like wow i learned so much i learned about different diets i learned about how to deal with people with diabetes and osteoporosis and you know i felt a lot more knowledgeable it was um it was a for me i took an online course um but it was really nice because i took it at my own pace and yeah it's I love how, you know, you can learn about different types of profiles in order to be good at your job because in the chiropractic world, I can imagine like you help the person from top to bottom. Right. And that's the interesting thing too, because with Dr. Bergman's uh, philosophy, it really kind of opened my eyes a little more because he um, is very uh, philosophy based. So... Uh, it's not just, you know, go in here, we want you to feel better um, because, you know, pain is all we care about. It's actually a lot more than that because it's not, because um, the nervous system, only 10% of the nerves actually feel pain and the other 90% are taking care of the entire rest of the body, the, the organs, the glands, the muscles, the joints, all that stuff. And so that's kind of what we focus on. And so it gets the person feeling better all over regard, not necessarily just not having pain, but they're sleeping better. Their digestion is better. They're, they don't have any more anxiety, no more. They don't feel as, as um, paranoid as they used to things like that. I mean, it's just really interesting because we have people that have had um, epilepsy since they were kids. And, and it was just so sad because you see so many cases of people that have been in the, in the modern quote unquote medical world and have just been getting drugged and surgeries and all this stuff. And they come into us and they're just broken people because it's not, it, it doesn't work. And so then they're like, I don't know why I didn't come to you first. And, and it's just like, well, because you know, it's the commercials you see every day of this new pill, it's going to change your life. And mm -hmm. so then you're like, Oh, okay. Or your friends and family are like, Oh no, you should just get surgery. It'll be great. And you do it and it's not great. And then you're just like, I don't understand. And it's just, it's just very, uh, 
it's very frustrating and it really helps you to feel very grateful that you're able to help people and you're able to just be aware of, you know, the other possibilities that are out there other than just taking a pill because there's none of us. We always use the analogy. If you um, are out there and you see like a herd of, of elk walking through the woods and stuff, do you think there's any of them that have high blood pressure that are like, Oh my gosh, I need a blood pressure pill. <laughs> be like, no, they're not. They don't have a blood pressure pill deficiency. They're just going to be like, okay, if they have high blood pressure, well, maybe they're supposed to have high blood pressure because they're stressed or they're, you know, worried about getting shot or something. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just all part of our um, evolution. And, and it's, it's just frustrating that we're just like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's a number we need to make sure that that stays at this particular number. I'm like, no, it's different for everybody. It all depends on their, each individual person. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, now with your clinic, um, well, you are working with right. um, Dr. John, sorry, Birdman. Birdman. Um, so what services do you, do you guys provide? Well, new patients come in and, um, we do a, a full exam, uh, consultation. They get a digital set of x-rays that we'll take and we give them a copy on CD. We do scans of their heart function, the, the muscle tension on either side of the spine, the temperature differential to see if they have any issues going on that tells us if, how their organs are functioning, if they're in a catabolic state or an anabolic state. And once they come in, we just do straight adjusting. It's, it's a, a corrective chiropractic approach where we make sure that there's no pressure on the nervous system so that the so that they can actually heal themselves we like we don't necessarily treat anything we're just helping the body heal itself like it's meant to be and so people come in and be like oh do you treat you know this particular condition and be like you don't understand your body's meant to be healthy we just help your body do what it's already meant to do and we don't do anything other than that i mean we do Nutritional consultations, we, we te teach people how to reset their circadian rhythm so they can get better sleep. We, we teach them to work on their self-talk so that they're not, it's a, it's a Tony Robbins neuro-linguistic programming uh, protocol that we do that really helps them to focus more on what they want and what they, what they uh, optimally want to feel instead of always telling themselves in their head, oh, I feel terrible, I, this is horrible, and life is never going to get any better when because when you do that that that's just going to manifest more of that so we we try to um just approach it from an all over you know human perspective just focusing on the chiropractic the nutrition the sleep and, and that kind of stuff wow so a lot of services that you guys are providing in order yeah. to help anyone in any condition from top to bottom yeah and i do want to let my listeners know um i've been seeing a chiropractor of course not, Mr. John Dwight, DeWitt. And sorry, I DeWitt, it's DeWitt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. No, it's fine. And, um, you know, it's, I, there's a lot of misconceptions. And w how can we tell those people that it's okay to see a chiropractor? Well, that's where it gets kind of tricky because just like in the medical world, there's some doctors that are good and there's some doctors that aren't good in chiropractic. That's kind of the same thing. You just have to, um, 
we have a list of seven questions actually that we give to patients that come from far away. We had, we've had people come from all over the world. We had the Prince of Qatar came here and stayed for six months and got adjusting and, uh, or got adjusted. And we've had the lion tamer for, who was it? It was the lion tamer for the King of Dubai, I think. Fascinating guy. But these people come from all over and we're just like, okay, you come out here for a little bit, but maybe you can't stay long enough to get, you know, fully better. So we give them a list of seven questions um, to ask their chiropractor, and um, I can send you a link to those that you can share. Mm-hmm. But it, um, you know, they have to make sure that they um, take X-rays before and after X-rays because that's that's how you track if it's actually working. So it's like, okay, you take a set of X-rays, you do a certain number of adjustments, then you take a follow-up set of X-rays to see that you're making those structural changes that you're trying to do. And if you're not, and it's like, well, then you're wasting your time and you need to change your, your therapy, your approach. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the biggest things. And um, it's, uh, it's just sad because sometimes people, you know, we will give them the list of seven questions. And, and if they answer five of the seven questions with a yes, then that means that they're in a pretty decent place. And, We'll, we'll have people come in and say, I know they answered yes to all the questions and then they took x-rays and then they never took x-rays again. I never even got to see the x-rays. I mean, it's just crazy how people are just kind of, I mean, it's just sad because they're just kind of desperate to just get people in the door and make some money and, and they're just not really trying to, to help people like, like they should be. Mm-hmm. Understand. It's like um, a naturopath when, you know, I've heard so many misconceptions about that. Like they just want to sell you the vitamins and then they're not really helping you and it's taking forever to find the diagnosis of a problem. Um, so I, yeah, it's, it's difficult and I completely understand that. And you know what, to everyone listening, I've been so successful with my chiropractor. I had really bad neck pain. Apparently it was a pinched nerve um, from excessive amount of time being sitting at a desk, looking at the computer and not ergonomically sitting properly. And once I got treated, it's been amazing results. So definitely, especially to all my Canadians, like, come on, you know, we have all medical insurance. And like for me, I was, I'm very fortunate with my company. Um, I get unlimited uh, visits to my chiropractor and it covers up to uh, $40, but still it's, it's just like, I can go practically every other day if I really wanted to. <laughs> and it, I mean, it comes down to, I know people are scared because they've seen the old Schwarzenegger movies where yeah. he just like looks at somebody and breaks their neck. I'm like, Come on. It, it takes so much more force to actually break someone's neck. I mean, and the little popping you hear, that's not the bones cracking. That's just pressure releasing from the disc. It's not, it's not anything scary like that. I understand people get scared. That's fine. But with the neck adjusting that we do, there's hardly any rotation at all. So it, it really is not that big a deal. But ultimately, what you're trying to do is you need to respect yourself enough because you want to be the very best you you can be. And so if you're walking around with pressure on the nerves in the neck or in the low back and you've got sciatica, things like that, you're not the best you, even though you think, oh, I'm going to just fight through it and I'm going to be all right. I can still do my job. It's like, no, you need to be the very best you you can be. And so you owe it to yourself to at least check out your local chiropractor and, and see what it's all about. For sure. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you. Hi, my name is Casey Gonzalez. I'm with Chef Salty Pork. 
Hello everyone, it's the Coupon Queen Pen from the CQP Moments Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Mark the Shark from the Mark the Shark MMA Show. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to a little, little bit, bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. Now, it's been such a big thing with concussions and, you know, especially in hockey, obviously football, um, you know, even at the workplace. Um, how can you give us some little bit more insight about, because I know everyone's been doing this awareness because now we're getting into the football season, the hockey season, and it's just, there's a lot of hype around it. Right. Um, and I want you to explain to the listeners and myself um, about concussions, signs of a concussion, if you feel like you've had one, um, precautions, you know, little things like that to help us out. Okay. Um, it's something that, um, it, it kind of goes back to what I was just saying. If you have like a pinched nerve or sciatica or something like that, and you just fight through it, cause you can still, still do your job in the basic activities of daily living. But, um, you know, personally, when I was playing football, you get hit in the head, you get your quote unquote bell rung. And that was, that was fine. You're kind of like, yeah, good hit, whatever. And then you just kind of wait for any effects to wear off. And then you get back in there and keep going. And, uh, you know, we're realizing now that that was a very bad thing to do because what happens is you've got all these neuronal connections or the nerve connections inside the brain that are communicating with each other and sending little electrical impulses. And when there's an impact like that, because the brain itself is <clears throat> inside the skull, kind of suspended in uh, cerebral spinal fluid. So it's kind of, which is just liquid. And so it's in this, inside the skull, it's in the dark, sloshing around, and it doesn't matter if you have a helmet on or not. If you stop very quickly, based on the property of inertia, which is in physics, that just means an object that's in motion is going to stay in motion. So the brain, even though the whole body stops, the brain's going to keep moving forward in that fluid and hit the front of the skull and then go back and hit the back of the skull. So what that does is it causes a massive depolarization inside the brain itself. So it sends basically like a thunderstorm of impulses through the brain and the brain doesn't know how to process that. And so it tries to get all those impulses processed which leads to calcium building up inside the mitochondria which are the little power plants of the cells but when those that calcium gets built up then it's not able to produce the energy that it needs to so you need to and you're going to have the different symptoms are going to be you know visual disturbances you know you go see double for a little bit you see blurry you black out a little bit or one part of your vision blacks out you get headaches, you feel feel kind of fuzzy, you just feel funny in general. Um, nausea is very common. And it used to be like when you got a concussion, they said, oh, don't ever let a, a kid that has a concussion go to sleep because they might not wake up. It's just like, no, 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 no. That's not, if they need rest. That That's old school antiquated thinking there. You need to rest. And also, this is interesting, the demand for calories I thought this was fascinating because I, I wrote, uh, I've actually written two different books on concussions oh. and I'll, I'll uh, give you a, a link later to my, my Amazon page. But Perfect. Um, after you have a concussion, you have 
an increased demand for calories because you're not able to burn them and get the energy that you need to. And so you need to increase your food intake by 50% for the first week after a concussion. Wow. So it gives everybody an excuse to eat all you want. But the, tri the tricky part is you don't want to eat a bunch of donuts and sugar and things like that because that is not going to help you. What you need to focus on are the good medium chain triglycerides. Coconut oil is super important. Avocado oil, things like that, because it, that's more of a ketogenic. I know the ketogenic diet is a very popular thing down here in the States. And it's something that it gives your body, uh, your brain, a second source of energy to use because it doesn't have to use the same pathway as it does when it when it's burning glucose um, through the Krebs cycle to get the ATP because that basically stops. You switch to anaerobic respiration, which is way less efficient. And um, yeah, it's just it's just kind of scary. So there's millions, no, well, not millions, but there's a whole lot of different things that you can do after. Uh, the specific impact because short-term wise you have damage to the nerve cells um, there's you know mechanical injury due to the force uh, there's damage to the blood-brain barrier itself that's what separates the the blood in the body from the brain from the brain and dr bourbon actually just did a talk about this on his uh, youtube channel last week talking about how uh, with autism they used to think okay vaccines you get it you get in there there's all kinds of adjuvants in there like aluminum, thimerosal, all these toxic things. And they're able to cross that blood-brain barrier. And if they do that, it's super toxic to the brain. So that can lead to all kinds of bad things. Um, within 25 or 24 hours, there's some subacute things that happen, such as the inflammation, the decreased blood supply, and things like that. Because everything, I mean, the whole brain just goes into shock. And then... Uh, the inflammation just caught when if the brain starts to swell then there's only so much space inside of the skull and then if it starts pressing up against the skull you're going to have a whole bunch of issues so drinking lots of water is very important um, one of the biggest things that i think people are slowly starting to do i mean i know they don't do two-a-day practices anymore during uh the summer which is kind of sad because we all kind of thought that was kind of a rite rite of passage when you were younger because it was yeah. awful and in the pros, they did three practices a day. I mean, it was, yeah. it was insane. But um, one of the things that, that I think is really important is to do a baseline test before the season ever starts. And um, they have a really cool, the Mayo Clinic came out with something called the King DeVic test. Mm -hmm. It's K-I-N-G-D-E-V-I-C-K. And they have... Um, it, it, what it is is they time you and they have these different images that pop up and there's num there are numbers that are grouped into different kind of spread across the page. And then there's some that are closer and they time you to see how fast you can read those numbers before the season starts when you're nice and healthy mm. or healthy, you know, before you have any kind of impact. And then if something happens on during the game, they can pull you off, off the sidelines or off the ice and have you do that exact same test again. And if you are, if you're slower, that means you're not processing as fast and you have had a brain injury. And so you're going to have to sit out until we can figure out what's going on. And I think that is a very good uh, way to kind of see how well things go in and, and that, you know, you're, you're doing all right because yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's just really scary now. I mean, if I, I, I have uh, two little uh, six year old girls, little twins that are just adorable, but I mean, 
if if they want to play volleyball, I mean, even volleyball is dangerous. You can get hit in the head with a volleyball. Uh, girls actually playing soccer when they head the ball because they don't have as much muscle tissue around the neck and shoulders. That yeah. can cause concussions. Wow. Um, one of the biggest ones is equestrians that ride horses that don't want to wear the little helmets and stuff yeah. because they don't look good. That That is a huge occurrence of concussions there. So, okay, I'm out of breath. I feel like I've been talking for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> No, but thank you for sharing all this information because I, you know, I, I forgot about soccer. Uh, volleyball, too, is another one. And um, the last one you said, I cannot pronounce it. Uh, the, uh, the, the equestrian. Yes. Yeah. And, ru and rugby, too. Rugby's another yeah. bad one. That's right. Rugby is another bad one. And does this, um, so when this happens to the, like the first time, it's so important to seek medical help. And I feel like some people just like, uh, it's just a headache. You know, I just got hit, you know, it's fine. But if we don't seek a medical health, what is the long-term, you know, damages to it? Oh, long-term could be epilepsy long-term early onset. Alzheimer's is another issue. I mean, you're, you're, Literally, you've got a damaged CPU or central processing unit for the computer people out there. And if you don't fix it, then those connections are just going to wither away and you're not going to be able to get those those back. And that is uh, is very, very, very scary. And I have a couple of funny stories. I mean, they're funny looking back, but it's really was kind of sad just to go back to the whole mentality. I remember two different stories. I was uh, playing arena football, which is uh, indoor football down here in, in the States for um, Los Angeles. And I was in practice. I wasn't even in a game and we were doing one-on-one -on -one drills. And I just happened, my, my face mask on my helmet hit just perfectly lined up with the guy in front of me. And as soon as it happened, I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. and I, and I kind of stepped out of the drill for a second and I was, my eyes had crossed. I was seeing double. And, you know, that had happened in the past and I would just kind of hit myself in the head and they would go back normal and it was fine. Lovely way to treat it. Yes, I know. And so I sit there and I'm sitting there this time. It's not working. I can't get him to go back to normal. I'm sitting there smashing myself in the head trying to get my eyes to go back to normal. Not not a good not a good idea. And then later on, um, years later, I was playing a game running down the field and I was probably 30 years old at this time. And I'm running down the field thinking, all right. Uh, it was on a kickoff and I'm thinking, I'm going to run over this guy. I'm going to act like I'm going to juke him. And then I'm just going to run right over him and show him what, what's going on. And, and so I do my little move and literally next thing I know, I'm looking up at the lights going, what, what happened? <laughs> and oh, he had just totally knocked me out. Oh, but that's, that's a misconception too. So a lot of people think if you don't get knocked out, then it's not a concussion and only about 8%, maybe actually less than 8% of concussions actually lose consciousness at all. So don't, you know, don't rationalize and be like, oh, no, I'm fine. I, you know. But that gets scary, too, especially if it's somewhere, it's a situation where you're getting paid money to do this particular sport and you don't want your, the person behind you to think, oh, wait, no, I think he's hurt. He's going to get taken out and then you might lose your spot. You might lose your job. But you have to realize this long term wise, you need to really take this seriously. Yeah. 100% agree. Definitely got to take it seriously when it's an, it's an injury like that. Um, but I appreciate you sharing that because I feel like a lot of people who know somebody, um, you know, who recently got injured needs to express it. Like you need to get the help. You need to get 
you know get it checked out it's it's not even a joke to you know anything that has to do with our head like it's you know our we think with it we we express our emotions like we we do a lot with our minds and, and especially at our at our work we use it a lot yeah it's true and and people don't think and that's another thing that's frustrating that i think a lot of medical professionals aren't um don't take seriously enough is is nutrition nutrition is is so important and people are just like ah you know whatever it all just turns into energy or whatever i don't care and there's uh, several um specific nutrients that we can take to make sure that we're have our optimal brain function so that if we do have any kind of impact it, it might alleviate some of the some of the risk or might not be as bad as it could have been and uh you know it's important for like proteins to make sure we're getting enough good high quality proteins because yeah. they're required for um enzyme production amino acids they're the, those are the precursors for neurotransmitters which are what communicate uh, the, the nerves communicate with each other uh, and like different specific amino acids that help protect the brain are alanine glutamate tryptophan leucine isoleucine valine uh, glutamate is really great too because it um it helps recover faster. So after a workout, if you take some glutamate or glutamine, it's, it's really, really good. Um, and the healthy fats, like I was just talking about, they're really good because they counter the harmful effects of those free radicals and the inflammatory cytokines that are going around after you have any kind of injury to the brain cells. So that limits the, the after effects of a concussion like we were just talking about. Yeah. Thank you for those tips again. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> You can't see me, so you can't look at me. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. But okay, so brain health is that yes. just, is you know what you've mentioned is relatable to what you can take for brain health, or is there something? Uh, well, a lot of the um, they have like nootropic herbs that are really important to optimize brain health. Uh, the the omega three fatty acids are really important. The fish oils. Um, uh -huh. that, that's just great for everybody. I mean, you need to be eating wild salmon if you can, um, because the, the fish oil and the avocado oil as well, very, very healthy, great for brain function because uh, the majority of the brain is actually fat. So eating more of the healthy fats helps to make sure that that's working, uh, working well, it's fat and water mostly. But, um, the, um, Omega-3s, wow, and I just kind of, oh, Bacopa monieri is another one. Those are nootropic herbs. It's kind of like that movie Limitless when he mm -hmm. took that one, uh, that one pill and it just like made his brain, he was, could think super clearly. Uh, ginkgo biloba, that's another one that increases blood flow, which is important. Uh, let's see, phosphatidylserine, that's a good one. That uh, the, FDA the FDA actually qualified the health claim. They didn't, you know, in say that this was FDA approved, but they said that phosphatidylserine actually uh, may reduce the risk of dementia uh, in the elderly, and it actually helps reduce the risk of any kind of cognitive dysfunction. Oh, wow. So that's really good. Huperzine A, that's another one that's really uh, good, a nootropic herb. Um, like I said, the Bacopa monieri is really good. There's all kinds of things out there, and I actually have my own uh, supplement that helps it's called brain med and oh. brain med omegas that has all these things in there. Unfortunately, I'm upgrading my website. So there's no way for anybody to get those at the moment, but it, uh, it'll be out there in the beginning of next year. I'm just trying to deal with all the fun 
stuff of manufacturing, fulfillment, shipping, all that stuff gets to be a little tricky occasionally. So we're upgrading everything. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of really great things people can do. And I mean, as simple as just drinking half your body weight in, in ounces of water every single day is mm -hmm. really important because dehydration that can lead to headaches and, and just all kinds of bad, bad health issues. And I did not know that the majority of the brain is fat. Yep. So I can blame my extra 30 pounds of weight because it's all in my brain. <laughs> no, the brain only weighs about eight pounds. It's Damn it. I know. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I didn't know that. That's, that's interesting. Yep, mostly brain and fat. <laughs> what advice would you give someone who's been through an injury and isn't allowed to continue with their work or a sport? That is something where, like we talked about before, the neuro-linguistic programming that we talk about here in the office. It, I had, there was a great story. I can't remember exactly what uh, celebrity it was, was talking about how he had great advice from his grandfather. He said, um, you know, when you, when something bad happens in your life and there's always going to be, you know, something bad. I mean, and, and I don't even like to say bad or good. It, it's just, it's a lesson you need to learn. And it's not something that you really were excited about. But um, if something that you interpret as negative at the time, you need to get, you know, have a pity party, feel really bummed out about it for about five minutes, and then you need to move on. And be like, all right, I've moved past that. I need to figure out, you know, how I'm going to make it from here on, on out. And focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. And... I mean, it can be, it can be rough because I mean, you can get sound sensitivities after a concussion where, I mean, there was one individual, it was so sad. He had uh, a really bad sound sensitivity to the, this, the voice of his two girls, his daughters, and he could not handle it. If he heard them talking, it drove him insane. It actually almost drove them to divorce. Um, but luckily he started getting some, some therapy and taking some supplements and, and got better to where he didn't have to get divorced, which was nice. But, um, it's, it's one of those things where, and, um, vision to visual issues, they can't leave the, you know, they have to be in a, in a dimly lit room because light just really hurts their eyes. But there's so many things you can do. You just, you might not be aware of them. Like you can do, you can do a podcast and, and be in a dark room and have your screen or, or your audio. You don't even have to really even look at any light and just do it that way. You can do all kinds of little side jobs and just do, do the best you can with what you, what you have to use. And, and hopefully if you are older and, and have a spouse, they, maybe they can, you know, help out and they might have to, you know, work a little extra or, or get a little side job too, or, there's so many different ways to, to make money out there that, I mean, if your main thing is a physical thing, like, um, like construction or, or, you know, something like that, where you have to be out there and physically doing it. And then you have a concussion where you're not able to do that. Then you're like, okay, well then could you start a consulting business for construction folks or something? I mean, I, there's a million different things you can do. It's just, being open to that and trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? This is, these are my 
little bullet points of what I know how to do or what I have done in the past. How can I apply that just without having to physically do that because I'm not able to anymore because of a particular injury. I feel like some people need to be thankful that they had a second chance to do something and to still be able to, to do another line of work. Cause I, I look at it like my father who was in a construction accident in 1996, he fell three stories mm. and he wasn't actually supposed to survive. So for him to have that second chance of life, um, you know, of course he can't work, but you know, he's been able to just enjoy life and, you know, read books and keep himself going. Cause you know, he has short-term memory loss and right. you know, sometimes he does not remember much. And thankfully for that hard hat, which we still have it in our garage, um, <laughs> as a keepsake, um, that saved his life. We, we just, he's just, you know, adjusting to little things and trying new things and, important thing is like he's reading he's uh, self-learning um in other different topics and keeping his mind busy so you know he can regain that memory so i feel like people just don't realize what they have and then what they're given after the fact that you've give you have that second chance of life right and <clears throat> they feel like I mean, and I understand it's not easy to just suddenly snap your fingers and be like, well, I, this was my whole life plan. Mm -hmm. And now I just have to give up on that. Be like, I understand that's not easy, but you also have to be realistic and say, you know what, that was my plan, but now something I didn't think was going to happen happened and I need to yeah. reassess and figure out what I can do now. Exactly. And like you said, there's so many things out there that you can do. Um, and you know, to keep busy and bring in an income. And I just like, I being in the construction industry and getting into the health and safety uh, world, it's like, I see people do things. Oh, it's just for a quick second, but you know, that quick second could have been, you've fallen off from 10 stories down. Yeah. You could have lost consciousness. You would have got hit. Like, you know, a lot of these young guys don't realize it. And one of my mentors is always, you know, pushing them and saying, Hey, you guys say that now, but that harness that you wear, that those glasses that you wear, that, you know, that vest that's reflective and that hard hat could save your life and allow you to still work. But if you're not following it, how, what's going to happen when you're not complying to these? Cause you know, when it comes to that payout and you're no longer in this earth, they're going to get nothing. Cause you, they, you signed off saying that you know how to do your job right. And you're wearing all protective gear right and unfortunately some of these guys are just like oh, whatever you know it's like the last 30 minutes of the day it's friday i want to get home but you know unfortunately something bad has to happen for them to kind of realize oh yeah shoot like this is this is it like this is right what i'm down to right i mean it just it just takes one split second and then all of a sudden your whole life changes yeah exactly exactly and being experienced on the other side which my dad being the injured worker and myself being the child, I was six years older, five. We were supposed to be going on a trip to Florida for two months and oh. we got the worst call of life that, you know, he was in a coma. So I always yeah. try to share it with a lot of people because it's so important that little things that we do that are put in place and for us to seek medical help when we, you have the medical help, just do it because you don't want that to affect your future 
with your kids, your family, and the people that love you the most. Absolutely. So, John, I appreciate all this information. This has been amazing and a pleasure to meet you virtually. You as well. And I wanted to say, um, where can the listeners, you know, social media page, your clinic page, also your books, right? find you? Uh, social media, I'm going to be, uh, I'm on Instagram, Facebook. Um, what else? I think I'm on Twitter as well. There's so many different ones. But it's, uh, it's just Dr. John DeWitt, D-R. J-O-H-N-D-E-W-I-T-T. And then um, on Amazon, you can get my author page. It has all the books. That's uh, amazon.com slash author slash Dr. John DeWitt again, D-R-J-O-H-N-D-E-W-I-T-T. I also have a podcast that I've recorded uh, 107 episodes so, so far on uh, Blog Talk Radio. It's called uh, Brain Builders. Uh, you can call, you can just Google brain builders and it's on Spreaker and, um, podcasts on the phone, blog talk radio, all different kinds of stuff. Wow. And then ultimately, yeah, well, thank you. And ultimately, uh, you know, once the websites get all or website gets updated, um, for next year, it's going to be, I know it's a surprise, drjohndewitt.com. Perfect. <laughs> I'm excited because I want to obviously promote it and lead all the listeners to all your amazing information. Um, definitely. It's going to be in the show notes to all of you listening out there. And um, you know what, Dr. John DeWitt, did I say it right? You did. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. When you're dyslexic, it's like when you see these words and you're like, Oh, how do I pronounce them? <laughs> it's like Google's been my best friend. Okay. Say it out loud now. Nice. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for your time being on the show. Um, hopefully when you're in Toronto, we could just meet up for a coffee. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm really excited. Hopefully you'll be able to come this year. If not, there's obviously next year. Right. And um, thank you so much again. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. John, um, for sharing this amazing information. You are very welcome. Anytime. And if anything you have to promote in the future, you can definitely come on my podcast because my listeners will definitely enjoy it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners out there, thank you again for tuning in. And that's all we have for now. That's it for now, and thanks for listening on A Little Bit of Everything with me.